But things um, definitely slipped through the cracks. Yeah, sure. yeah, and just just in all the Houston wide news, because if Sharpstown comes up in the Houston wide news, very often it's just another story about here's who got shot at an apartment complex yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and and even that. The, there's there's just not a lot in general put out about Sharpstown. Mm. Um, it, it, a lot of it is crime, but even then, just not much news in general. And I know there's more that happens, way more to Sharpstown than that, because mm-hmm. uh, I live there. All right, welcome to the pilot episode of the Sharpener podcast. Today we're talking about what's up in Sharpstown. I'm Tyus Korsmo, and with me is Choice Akinrende. Yo! And yes, we are talking about Sharpstown, the super neighborhood in southwest Houston. 59 <laughs> cuts right through it. Uh, it's probably one of the most diverse neighborhoods in Houston, if not in all of America. We've got uh, people come here from countries all over the world. Uh, we've got all kinds of cool multi-ethnic restaurants, including those in Chinatown. We've got all kinds of schools, Houston Christian University, the St. Constantine College, College of Biblical Studies, uh, HISD schools, Aleph ISD schools. Yes, they actually have schools in Sharpstown. Uh, <laughs> then we, we've got KIPP, Yes Prep, Straight Jesuit, St. Agnes. There's just all kinds of stuff in Sharpstown. Super diverse place in a lot of ways. Super cool. And the Sharpener is providing hyper-local news for this cool, complicated part of Southwest Houston. Uh, now, this is just the pilot episode, so we're still trying to decide for sure on the name of the podcast. It could be the Sharpener podcast. It could be what's up in Sharpstown. I don't know. Mm. Maybe you've got some ideas. We'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, and we'd like to know if this is something you'd like for the Sharpener to do. We've been providing free online news in written form. I know, we're dinosaurs, right? But... Uh, <laughs> We, we're experimenting with podcast form as well, might try print or even video form. Uh, we want to know how you want to get your news. Uh, now, today we're going to be telling you what The Sharpener is really all about, talking a little bit about what's going on in Sharpstown, and first, though, uh, should introduce ourselves. So, I'm, I'm Tyus Korsmo, uh, usually go by Ty because Tyus is hard for most people to spell. I've had it misspelled so many ways. Uh, people misspell my last name even more, though, probably. But um, mm. I, yeah, Tyus, Ty Korsmo, I'm the editor-in-chief of The Sharpener. I started it back in June of last year. It's already 2024. It's crazy. Um, yeah, man, that is crazy. It's, I guess it's only three days in. But uh, we're with the Sharpener, we've been doing all kinds of news. And I also, until recently, was teaching at Houston Christian University. I actually came down to Sharpstown about four and a half years ago to go to school there. And Choice was my classmate. Yes, and sir. Yes, sir. Man. Then, then we've been colleagues for the past two and a half years teaching English. And now I teach English uh, to inmates in a maximum security prison as well. Um, yeah, I can't do that. Or I could, I guess. But you could, you could. I could. I just, yeah. They're actually, I they're actually some of my favorite students. But hey, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But but then yeah, just started the sharpener recently, and I'm sort of transitioning more into trying to make this my main thing. Although I hope I still get to keep teaching in the prison for a while because it's cool. But uh, but then. Yeah, with me, choice is not not tec- technically like part of the I guess news branch of the Sharpener. Right? Like, uh, hey, yeah, you haven't written anything for us yet. But. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't, man. But 
I've, I've, I'm not gonna lie. I've admired what you've done with this, like, with Sharpstown, because when you initially told me that you had this idea, um, that you wanted to like give people news about what was happening in this local area because no one was, I thought to myself, like, wait, no one's, no one's talking about Sharpstown, like, in the news, really? And when I looked into it, I saw that, yeah, it's true. Like, we usually get big news. We usually get news that like it's about the whole country news that's like it's about what happened like something super tragic that happened somewhere that you need to know about but we never really like get the news that's close you know and and we we don't get to hear about what's close to us and i think what you're doing and the way that um y'all um at the at the sharpener have been like consistent with it it's like one can trust that they'll know what's going on in HISD you know they'll know what might happen at like a like I think Kip is another school that's in mm-hmm. the Sharpstown mm-hmm. region. Like they'll know what's going on where they're at, and I think we need more of that, man. We need more of that, and that's why I'm uh, I'm glad to be here trying to uh, uh, help you with this pilot, and I and I think that I can actually participate in the sharpener in this way. I know I'm not out there in the okay. streets trying okay. to gain the knowledge and things like that, but <laughs> Talking about the news, talking about what's been going on in the news with people, um, with local people, I think I'd appreciate having those conversations because I'm more than willing to learn. Um, and I think that people listening to us talk about this could inspire them to want to learn about what's going on around them. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So so basically for this episode, you're like the guest host or i don't know maybe you'd become the host but uh, uh, do, do you want to, do you want to introduce yourself a little yeah, more yeah uh my name's Troy Sakarende um i have been teaching at HCU for like 3 years now or 2 years I think, now i think we we've done 5 semesters together right yeah so. yeah i think yeah we've done like 5 semesters together so we're going on we're going on the third we're going on the third and it's been it's been a great experience. I love teaching. I love reading. I love writing. And one of the reasons I feel like me and Ty became really great friends during the master's program that we were both in um, is that we, we were both writers or like we were both creatives and we like to talk about ideas. And that's one of the reasons why we're really good friends is that we consistently, constantly talk about good ideas and we make good ideas and ideas are just floating (laughs) around when we talk to each other and we love to write and that's why uh i've admired watching ty do this thing with the sharpener um with his writing and i've been trying to do things with my own writing stuff that it's not as (laughs) it's not as in the news as what ty's doing but it's writing right and that's what we love to do yeah Yeah. so if you if you want to know me you should know that I am a writer, a reader, and uh, a teacher. As, yeah. And hopefully you'll have a couple of books coming out in 2024. Yes, <laughs> hopefully we have The True Triumvirate coming out and maybe even American Ghostbuster. It'll be it'll be cool. It'll be cool if we can get those to come out. But yeah, yeah writing is hard work. Yeah, it is. It is. But yeah, so, so f- for today... I don't know where where we start. Uh, maybe just talking about what the sharpener even is. And I, I will. I guess I will just say, I used to not care about local news at all. Right? <laughs> like mm. like I, I pretty much at the most I would 
read a little bit of worldwide news and uh, pretty much only stuff about wars. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I don't think anyone... I, I think most people don't concern themselves with local news that much. You know, right. most people don't. Uh, yeah. Well, what about you? Like, I I am most people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I am most people. I am along with them, man. I don't really concern myself with local news. Um, it's either really local as in my friends, right? Like the people around me and the news that might affect them maybe. Mm. And then it, it go, then it just extends beyond that. Now I'm looking at like the most local get after that is like Texas, you know, like what's mm. happening to Texas, you know, or what's happening to America, what's, you know, what's going on in Ukraine, what's, what's going on in, um, in, in other places in the world and things like that, right? That, that's the furthest that I'd go saying that I'm like concerned with what's going on in Richmond. Uh, no, or something mm. like Sharpstown, not really, you know. Um, and it's really cool. It's really cool that you're doing this. That the sharpener is focusing on what people don't necessarily know is of value to them, and it's undeniable that it's of value to them because it's it's the proximity of it, right? Because of the proximity of it, you can't deny the value, and people just don't know what they have or what's around them. You know, and I think that's what the sharpener is doing. He's trying to show Sharpstown folk what they have around them, you know, and what's going on. I think it's mm. really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you're you're a Richmond guy. I'm a Sharpstown guy. But yeah, yeah I think not, neither one of us were really into local news. Into, I mean, I, I pretty much just didn't care about local news at all until probably a year and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. So, so hopefully, if for those of you who are listening, if you're like I was, hopefully we'll be able to change your mind today. And because uh, <laughs> I think local news is really important, which is why I'm the editor of a local news website now. Yeah. But, no, and 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 we shouldn't think like, yeah, I'm a Richmond guy. You're a Sharpstown guy, but we're both from Houston, right? And yeah. that's the local news that we're kind of talking about. Is like news that really should concern Houstonians and. Even if you're not from Sharpstown, the proximity of it, right? It's it's still the case that that's news that's important to you. And maybe even listening to this podcast, dabbling in the content that the Sharpener has to offer will make you realize that uh, the local news might be more of what you need in your head than mm. the, the bigger news because of mm. the proximity of it. Like, of course, you should know about the bigger news, but maybe the bigger news should be in the backdrop of what's in your head and the local news, your neighbor, like your neighbor, what's going on with your neighbor that's here? Maybe that right. should be on the foreground, you know? Yeah, and and so, some of the actually some of the stuff the sharpener p puts out is stuff that would be of interest to all Houstonians, I think. But then we are trying to go even more hyper local than that and really focus on what's going on in Sharpstown. Yeah, because right? that that was the big gap I saw is we have all these Houston wide news sources. It would, it would take me a long time to list all of them. There's tons of them. Uh, you know, the Houston Chronicle, the Houston Landing now just started last year. You've got mm. all the TV news stations, but they're all trying to do Houston wide news, right? And mm. so as it, do, do you know how, how many people are in the whole Houston metro area? Like Houston plus Sugarland and Katy and all the suburbs? Not exactly. I'd say... If you wanted me to guess, and don't make fun of me, <laughs> I'd say 2.5 million. 
Mm, okay, that's that's kind of close to the population of Houston proper. If you're talking oh. the whole metro area, seven point three million. What? Yeah, yeah. So that's so, a lot. Of, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yes. So that's I grew up in North Dakota, which is about a tenth of that population. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, the Houston Chronicle and all these other Houston wide sources are basically doing state level journalism, right? Like, like yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. covering an area with 10 times the population of the state I grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And I bet the state you grew up in also still had multiple news networks. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, my, my hometown of 969 people, well, I'm sure it's changed a little bit by now, but <laughs> my hometown had its own weekly newspaper. Yeah. yeah. Um, for 900 people. Yeah. Yeah. And let me round a thousand for 1K. <laughs> there we That's go. We crazy. could round it. We yeah. could round it. That's amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah, th- then you get to Sharpstown, though. And Sharpstown is one of 88 different super neighborhoods in Houston. Uh, so that the city proper is split into 88 super neighborhoods. I didn't and... even know that. Hey, that's, now you know. Yeah, now I know. Wow. <laughs> so, so right there, it's, if you think about it that way, that's a lot to cover, right? Like, how is the Houston Chronicle supposed to cover all 88 of these super neighborhoods effectively? Oh, things um, definitely slip through the cracks. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And just, just in all the Houston wide news, cause it, if Sharptown, if Sharpstown comes up in the Houston wide news, very often it's just another story about, oh, here's who got shot at an apartment complex yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, and even that, the, there's there's just not a lot in general put out about Sharpstown. Mm. Um, it, it, a lot of it is crime, but even then, just not much news in general. And I know there's more that happens, way more to Sharpstown than that, because mm-hmm. uh, I live there, right? Uh, there's there's also good stuff. It's not it's it's not just all. I know I know Sharpstown has kind of a bad reputation in the city of Houston. A bit, uh, but a bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot more to Sharpstown than that. Um, yeah, yeah. I've heard gunshots in Sharpstown. I've been there and <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, there is more that's happening there. And I think that the sad part about news networks is that they have to balance between sensationalism and, and information, like, and mm. giving information and sensationalism. Like what is, or, or another word that we can use is like the spectacle, right? Mm. Like they want there to be a spectacle. And sometimes people, they, so they won't put news out that isn't a spectacle. And sadly mm. for us, you know, it's hard to look away from a car crash, mm. right? So they'll put up, oh, like five people got shot this week because they think that's what you want to hear or they think that's mm. what you'd click on, you know? And the sharpener, while it it may let you know about who got shot last week, <laughs> it, it, it it's definitely focused on giving you the information of what's happening around you, whether that be like, a super spectacle or whether it's just nece- like necessary and important for you to know. Yeah. And and really, I haven't been doing much crime coverage at all, except for stuff on the Bisnet track, because that, that's close by. And okay. I think that's that's an important issue people need to be talking about. Mm-hmm. But mostly I haven't been doing that just because that's something the Houston wide media already is covering more. And, I, yeah. and I'm not really I'm, I'm not trying to necessarily do the same things they do i'm trying to sort of fill in this gap that they're not really filling of like like all this hyper local stuff that happens in sharpstown but doesn't make it into the news um or for some things that they're covering like hisd right that the hisd takeover has been a super hot story Mm. and so 
I've been covering that too. They've been covering that, but I, I've been trying to focus on the angle of specifically how is the takeover affecting schools in Sharpstown? Not, not, so I haven't focused as much on the district wide stuff. Like, Oh, what did Mike Miles say that made the teachers union mad or something like that? Yeah. I've been focusing more on, okay, who, who's, who are the new principals in Sharpstown? How are the schools being run in Sharpstown? Stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and that, and you know, and that's, that's, that's very relevant because the macro or is it macro or micro? Yeah. You should say that. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like that or is a, is a, those things that people consider to be like microcosms of the, um, okay, there we go. Like the big thing, you know, like they think, they think, uh, don't think that because you're not in Sharpstown learning about what is affecting a principal in Sharpstown wouldn't necessarily affect you. Right. Because mm. these things are microcosms. What happens to your neighbor can very easily happen to you. Right. right. So that's what like, I feel like the sharpener will be good in that aspect, because something like the the Houston Chronicle or whatever would make a blanket statement. Right. Something that mm. will, it covers everything kind of like HISD, big changes are happening. But then it's like, mm. let's let's get into the little like what how did it affect this man's life? Right. And those kinds of stories, when you see how it affected one principle in sharp sound you can kind of grasp a better idea of what the news is because people don't read into things anymore you know and the news kind of gives out blanket statements and people just believe them but they don't read into things and the sharpener kind of comes at this angle where uh you, you you've read into it and you're showing them what happens or like what is happening when you read into it. Like what happened to this man's life specifically? Mm. We, you know about the blanket statement of Houston Chronicle, but what happened to this man's life specifically due to the changes in HISD and things like that? Like that's, that stuff's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it just got a funny, we keep bringing up the Houston Chronicle. It might sound like we're trying to bash it. No, but no, because like... <laughs> they're just the big, they're the big one. They're big, yeah. you know, and it's. No offense. They they do good news. They they give news. Yeah, yeah they, they still they still put out some stuff that's valuable for what it's worth. It's just it it leaves a gap in the more I guess micro level or high, local level of coverage. Like even for Sharpstown, mm. um, they they did mention when Sharpstown High School's principal Dan De Leon got replaced with T.J. Cotter. Uh, they did mention that uh, principal De Leon got uh, moved. Uh, in a story talking about, I think, at least two or three principals that got moved, but it was part of a bigger trend. And they didn't go as deep as like, I talked to people I knew in the community who knew the principal had worked with him on, uh, well, what one, one was a teacher who had taught under him. And then two were part of, I'm blanking on the name of, it's, it's a little, um, board that sort of it has members from the community and members of the school that kind of work together oh yeah shared decision making committee i talked mm. to people who had worked with him on the school's shared decision making committee and so i got i got to go a little deeper because i was just focused on the principal de leon story i wasn't focused on what happened to the principal over on the northeast side of the city um, yeah but it, it and and focusing on one person or Focusing on one person, we we can't make the mistake of thinking that that doesn't apply to us all, right? Because right? because right. what happens to one person, it it kind of does apply to us all, right? Because mm. we especially if you're in Sharpstown, right? We people oftentimes they don't 
especially in America because of American individualism, it's hard for us to think of each other as like a team, like we're all on a team. Mm. But like when something happens to one of you, it kind of happens to all of you, mm. you know, and 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 digging into what's happening in this man's life, it can give you some idea of what's happening in other people's lives. And yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, there's connection that we shouldn't forget. And and there is stuff that yeah, it can be relevant to other stuff across Houston, like home, homelessness. I've talked to all kinds of homeless people all over Houston, and, and I got to publish uh, some stories on some homeless men in Sharpstown specifically just, uh, just before Christmas. Mm. But the kinds of challenges they're facing, um, even though I- I'm focusing on these homeless guys who st- stay under a bridge in Sharpstown, um, uh, the kinds of challenges they're facing are very similar to the kinds of challenges that homeless people face across Houston. Exactly. Um, and so, so there is, there is some of that stuff that can, can apply more broadly. But then if you live in Sharpstown and you want to specifically know how to help your homeless neighbors, then it'll help you if, if you actually know about your homeless yeah. neighbors. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's the truth, man. We, we do it all the time. We, you'll listen to a story and the story is about one person, but the story helps you navigate your life, right? Like, and that's, in fact, that's a lot of stories, right? <laughs> Where you, you're, you're reading a story about one person, but because you've read that story, it helps you navigate your life. And that's what you're talking about. Like, if you, if you know, a, if you get a deep dive on hom- homelessness in Sharpstown, you, you can, you can navigate better in the way that you, you help and assist and even if you're not in sharpstown right like you can navigate better if you hear about how interactions with homeless people trying to help them how they go and what what to expect and things like that um yeah it it can benefit anyone anywhere and it can especially benefit are they called sharpstonians I usually I use I've heard some people say Sharpstonians. I've heard other people Ew. say Sharpstonians. I usually say Sharpstonians. I think it sounds better. But yeah. I don't know if if I have any Sharpstonian listeners who think that it should be Sharpstonians. That I'd be interested <laughs> to know. Sharpstonians sounds like 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 Muppets. Or <laughs> oh boy! It sounds like a cartoon. We're, we're getting controversial I'm here, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Take. Could be. Could hot, be. Hey, I don't hey, know. hot take. Sharpstonians. I almost said it the right way. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Sharpstonians. Um, I don't. Like it. I don't like it. But what, we're gonna be calling them Sharpstonians. Uh, and you can, All you right. can, you can All let right. us know until further notice. Sharpstonians. Yeah. And let us know if if you feel otherwise. If you want. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, the, those are some good things they're pointing out for why local news is important. And then I think another one is civic engagement too, right? Mm. Like, because I don't know, I also just by nature don't really like politics that much. Or yeah. I, I prefer to just kind of stay out of government stuff. Or just, that's just, that's just not me. But I've realized that it is it is important and because city government does make all kinds of decisions that affect our lives often even more closely than uh let's say the federal government right obviously federal government has a big impact but sometimes the city government has an even 
uh, bigger impact on our list. Because, for example, they're in charge of the water system, right? Now, mm. that's something that's not glamorous at all. Uh, normally is not going to be in the news, except for uh, that there was that story that KHOU11 put out about the big scandal with contracts just, just a little bit ago. Really? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. But other than stuff like that happening, normally people aren't going to be publishing news about the water system, right? It's just, it's just not sensational, right? Yeah, it's not um, expected. But it matters, right? Like, like if the city water system quits working, then you you don't you're not going to be able to shower. You're like, like you, you're, yeah. you're not going to have water in your house. It's kind of important. Um, if same with uh, just like your trash, like, like the if if the city trash service stopped working, uh, we we would all be just like cut, smothered in stench in about two weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, and <laughs> and and we shouldn't. And that's the thing about um, good press, good news, good journalism, good information sharing is that it kind of keeps people in check. Because if the people running the water system know that there is, you know, a listener like you, a bunch of listeners like y'all, that will hear about whether they're doing their job correctly, they'll do their job correctly. It, it gets right. rid of, you know, it gets rid of lax behavior when someone's reading into what you're doing. Right. right. And the bigger that um, you, the listener, and us uh, as the speakers make the sharpener, the more of a positive effect it can have. Because in a way, um, the free speech of press keeps people on their toes. You right. Can't, yeah. You can't you can't cut corners because they'll report it. They'll be like this morning, <laughs> this morning they cut corners. Right. And no one wants to hear about that. Right. So. The, the the better the sharpener gets, the better it could be for Sharpstown, honestly. Right, right. Because, yeah, one, one of the jobs of journalism is to sort of hold up a magnifying glass to local government. Because, I mean, government is always going to try make itself look as good as possible. Mm -hmm. And often... If you if you don't look very closely, the from a distance it will look good. And yeah. then when, when you look closely is when you find out is it actually good or not. Um, mm -hmm. But if if the journalism is holding up a magnifying glass to the government, and then uh, a bunch the government knows a bunch of readers or listeners are looking through that magnifying glass, then they're they're a lot more likely to actually. Uh, be honest and fiscally responsible and mm -hmm. all of those things you know not and not to take it to a dark angle you know <laughs> they either do that or they try to get rid of the magnifying glass you know that can happen that sometimes um. does happen but thank god for free speech thank god for america um <laughs> the america i mean the america we know the america we have uh that we should be able to freely express ourselves about what we know to be true right and, right you know not face those sorts of repercussions if you're speaking the truth right in a proper society yeah. when you speak the truth out loud um you 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 shouldn't be unjustly punished for it right right yeah right which we don't we don't normally have much of that problem in a in america today or at least in houston yeah um, what the the challenge is that now almost every government organization has policies that 
um, rep, like employees of their organization can't just talk directly to the media. They have to go through the press office. Like the media has to talk to the press office, get approval to talk to these employees, and then the meeting gets arranged. Sometimes all the stuff gets funneled through the press office. And mm. uh, if you just go up and talk to the employee and they tell you stuff, without the authorization of the press office they could potentially be risking their job depending on the organization so that's that's kind of the barrier that we face the most in journalism right now i think is just there there's all these hoops or, or uh, b obstacles in the way of getting the information you need obviously you can still get through it and press off not all press offices are created equal some are a lot more helpful than others but mm. um but that that's kind of the new the new way that to control, um, government to control. can control the narrative to some degree. And if if part of part of the job of good journalism is to try uh, make sure you're still getting getting the facts as From much as source. possible. Yeah, getting as close to the source as possible. Yeah. I I love those videos of when they like catch a politician just walking mm. and they start asking them directly oh, yeah. the questions about the stuff that they're messing with. And then the <laughs> the politicians like uh 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 <laughs> you know and it's like uh can you respond right like ideally and and i i could see how that's the press being annoying but <laughs> with what you just said about there being this like filter that goes through you right. can see why the press would want to get to the source want to catch the person right. where i could just talk to you because you're the one doing the stuff yeah you know yeah because because i can i can understand uh the like that probably part of the reason that press offices exist is to prevent um, bad journalism from like 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 to yeah. kind of rein in bad journalism uh, and and make it harder for that to happen but it also it does it can be an extra obstacle <laughs> to good journalism um, you know depending on the press office but yeah like most things it is a double-edged sword you know it can yeah. kill and it could save yeah yeah that that is true it is true so, so yeah, for for civic for civic engagement, uh, I don't know what what about you? Like, what why do you think civic engagement or being politically engaged matters? So, like, the reason why it matters is because it's actually what our society um, is sitting on, right? the The reason why we have a society is because of civic duties that people perform. That's the reason why we have a functioning society. But what happens within our society, what ha what has happened to a lot of Americans is that, um, and, and everyone un understands this dynamic, the, the spoiled kid with a really rich dad, like he's spoiled because his dad worked so hard, right? And most Americans are in that situation where our founding fathers busted their butts, right? To create a system that you don't even really have to worry about who's in charge because he's going to be out of office in four years and someone else is going to come and reset the balance. Like the founding fathers were some geniuses that set up a system that allowed for us to be spoiled. Right. And if we're, if, and most of us choose to be spoiled, like, why would I concern myself? I don't care who's president. I'm still making money. I don't care who's the mayor of my town. I'm still making money. I don't, you know, but what local news does, it, it gives you this sort of incentive that maybe you should care because this is what you're sitting on, you know? And if we do keep an eye on these things, you, you'll, you, the, my father likes to say, the most dangerous thing is the ignorance of danger. Hmm. That's the most dangerous thing. A tiger is more dangerous when you don't know it's there. 
Mm. It actually becomes oh, yeah. less dangerous yeah. when you when you know it's there. And within our local societies, you want to know whether a tiger is being I was about to say like brood, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> being bred, is that bred, what I guess bred, yeah, being being bred is the word. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, you want to know whether there's a beast forming below your feet. Like you want to know whether something's coming up that is going to be a problem and um most Americans because of how well crafted our civilization is, they've grown lax in concerning themselves with the upkeep of the civilization. But the truth is um, entropy, right? Everything falls apart. And if you don't concern yourself with these things, you're just assuming someone's going to keep it up for you. And right, the right. sharpener helps you realize that that might not be the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you just want to take your hands off and just just let the government do its thing and assume it's going to do it all right well then it all just depends on the character of who ends up in government and you're and normally because uh human beings uh naturally have selfish and prideful inclinations you're, you're going to get people who have more integrity in government but you're also going to get some not so great people in government that's just kind of the way things normally work yeah um, yeah, it's true. That That is the way things normally work. And if we're honest with ourselves, we know that there is, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic between the person who wants to be leader and the person who's good at leading. Usually it's the case mm. that when somebody really just wants to lead, like they, re that's what they want to do. They're not a good leader. Like they, just, <laughs> they, they're kind of, they're, they're, they they due to our nature like you said they're a bit selfish right and if if you want i'm not saying this is every politician i'm just saying that this is kind of what comes with the field you can imagine if you're in a room full of people and one person really wants to lead he really wants to he's adamant that it should be him <laughs> can you bet that that's like the best guy in the room mm. oftentimes it's not and we can't just assume that the people that want to be our mayor, the person who mm. wants to run your district, the person who wants to be the governor is just a great guy who really wants to do it. That mm. If you think about your life and the times where you've seen people really want to be in leadership, eh, you know, it, it's often the time, often the case that that person has an ulterior motive of some sort. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not trying to say all politicians no are bad or anything yeah. like that, but there's just, it's just sort of common sense that we should be keeping an eye on politicians just like if you're a boss you want to keep at least somewhat of an eye on your employees or yeah. if, like just uh, or in, in in anything right it's just it's just smart uh, and i think there's also a lot of ways we can get civically engaged other than just voting there's there's ways that our voices can be involved in our communities uh but to do that, we just we just need to know what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, and and I think the engagement of people in their communities has been so far down lately. Like it's kind of interesting. There's there's all these sort of volunteer positions that have influence in Sharpstown, um, like the TERS board. Uh, I don't know if it's tax increased tax increment reinvestment zone. Never might have never of heard it. of it. I had never heard of I it until never. I became a journalist. Uh, wow. The Southwest Management District. Uh, another another thing that both of those do different things with local tax dollars that mm. most people I don't think even know about. Um, and then there's the Sharpstown Civic Association board, kind of like the local HOA sort of. Um, 
and then shared decision-making committees in schools, all of those are volunteer positions, ways that people can get locally involved in government from the community and also people from the community who want to get things done can go to those volunteers too. But the interesting thing is if you if you look, a lot of the same people are on multiple of those. Like, like hmm. some of the same people are on the TERS in the Southwest Management District and like, like Civic Association and shared decision-making communities. It's like the pool of people in Sharpstown who are highly civically engaged enough to be really involved with stuff like that is pretty slim because hmm. <laughs> you have you have some of the same people involved in multiple uh, of those things or and so just it just shows I think there's not that many people right now in Sharpstown who are actually civically engaged enough to volunteer for stuff like that hmm. or um now I know to be part in charge of the turds you have to be appointed but still at like um I think it's generally people who are more civically engaged who get appointed but yeah. um but just in general I think yeah civic engagement is pretty low not to mention I just I just think most people don't really even think about the turds or the southwest management district or maybe even know what they are yeah. I was just I was just talking to someone the other day who uh, said oh i just found out last week about the southwest management district i didn't know it existed but now like they're coming and they're <laughs> they're they're talking to my business and uh, they're like they they have a problem with my business about something because of something someone else said and uh, like d different um these, these different branches of local government get involved in different things but a lot of people don't even know about them until until they actually get involved with you specifically yeah and um, and and see, the reason why civic engagement is really important is because these people, from the president down to the people you're talking about, are civil servants. Who, and, okay, so like, now let's look at the word servant. Who are they serving? Is If whoever's listening to this, that is literally an American citizen, <laughs> they are serving you. You are their boss. They, like, as a, and, and collectively were their boss. Right. And if collectively we're engaged, if collectively we're keeping an eye on them, it's just like running. If if you ran a store and you never you're the boss and you never really showed up, it'd get bad in there. It'd get bad in there. You know, maybe it could stay good for a good long while. But if you mm. never show up to like let them know that you're keeping an eye, it can get really bad in there. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, it all depends on the quality of the people, right? If you got mm -hmm. someone of integrity, they're going to do what's right, even if no one's watching. But you just you can't always guarantee you're going to get people of integrity in every position in government. That's just not the world we live in. Yeah, um, you know, and you and you know, and if you're if you're listening here, I I'm not a parent, right? I don't have any <laughs> kids. But if you are a parent and you're listening, you know how important it is to keep an eye out. It, it helps a lot. Like there are kid, there are things that children will do that they didn't even want to do it, but they just did it because no one was around. Right. And in that same way, I'm not I'm not calling I'm not calling politicians children. But what I'm saying is, is that we can keep them at a professional, proper um, um, level. And, 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 at, and keep them working at a high level of like a high quality, like high quality work being done by them because they know the boss is watching. And who's the boss? <laughs> you. 
you know? And right, that, that's right. what the sharpener is trying to do, is trying to kind of wake the boss up. I, I, I think that's what's happening with, with the sharpeners. Like, you're trying to wake up the boss. Like, hey, guys, you know mm. you can tell these people what to do, right? Like, mm. collectively, you can choose who's the employee, right? You haven't ever chose who's running your district. You've never chosen who the mayor is. But mm. you're the boss. That's weird. Right. right. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people have never voted in the area. Yeah. Um, it's weird. You're yeah. you're the boss. So go vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and let's say maybe you're listening and politics just isn't your thing. That's uh, that's obviously not the only thing that journalism covers, too. There, oh, yeah. There's also all kinds of important stuff. But like, uh, I mean, education, when it's public education, is related to politics as well but but education is also sort of its own little world and um we've also been i've been writing a fair amount of stuff about education because i think that's super important i mean it's it's how the kids who are going to become the next generation of americans get trained and molded into who Mm -hmm. they're going to be and i think also a lot of parents just kind of send their kids off to school and just assume okay they'll they'll come we just send them off to school. We don't really have to worry about it. Just let them, they'll be educated. The school will take care of them and don't really get invested in their kids' education enough either. Um, and I think that that's something that, that needs to change also. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of, sadly, I think a lot of parents are more just happy that their kids are somewhere, you know, that they can put <laughs> their kids somewhere, right? And But they don't, in the same way of you're not keeping an eye on where you're putting your kids, we need to do more of that so that the quality quality of teaching doesn't f- f- degrade. Right. And it literally has because no one's watching. Because we, you know? we have uh, like, like teaching freshman English classes. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we've had that experience. We know how the students are coming out of the often public high schools, even just just high schools in general. Right. We, we know how they're coming out of the high schools. Um. Yeah, we know how they're coming out of the high schools. It's almost like we're at the end of the pipeline, you know? <laughs> right. Like, we're not really... Technically, yeah, we're kind of like at the end of the public school pipeline. And what gets thrown at us in our freshman classes that we're teaching at college is what the public school's producing. And when I tell you that it's bad, it's bad. It's like, if is if half the people that loved watching movies, also loved reading books. We would have a much better society. I know that might sound like (laughs) an English major statement, but it's true. Um, Not enough people enjoy reading anymore. And it's in large part because not enough people are being taught how to read properly. Not enough Mm. people are being taught the importance of stories. Most people are taught to get good grades. That's actually what they're taught. They're not not taught Mm. things. Or they don't cons- they don't concern themselves re- with retaining what's important. Our public school system, because people haven't been keeping an eye on it, what people actually keep an eye on are the grades. They don't mm. keep an eye on what's inside. And so when you see your kid getting a B or an A, you think good things are happening in there, but you're not looking, right? And mm. with us, we get we'll get a kid that he made it into college, so he must have passed public school, right? <laughs> but he's in college and. He's not educated somehow. That can happen. Yeah. So th- there's definitely uh, bright um, and motivated students we get to. But oh, there certainly, are, certainly. Uh, th- there are sadly 
too many students who just like I just wasn't prepared when I became a college professor for how I would have to kind of lower lower my expectations a little bit and realize oh the stuff that I thought they would know already I'm gonna have to teach them that because they don't know it yet so that that happened too often (laughs) way too often way too often you know not to not to complain too much but it shouldn't be at college where you're discovering that you should indent your paragraphs, this right? Is true. It shouldn't this be college where you find that out. It shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be college where you discover how to start an essay. Like, and by start, I don't mean writing the essay. I mean where to put your name. Yeah. Where to or, put the title. Or how to write a complete sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Or writing a complete sentence, you know, yeah. and that stuff translates into people not even being able to form complete sentences <laughs> when they speak. I've dealt with students in class that I know they're not articulate as they can be. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's the way that they were educated because they they didn't engage with in, intensive language, you know. And so when they run into that in college, they're like, what, you know, and they de- then they get tempted to use tools to save themselves that. That yeah. can happen, yes, and and so so also like for for teachers listening, please please don't take it as an attack on you because as teachers we understand what it's like to be a teacher and to have to have to deal with uh, so sometimes we'll just deal with a lot of challenges. It's just challenging to be a teacher. Yeah, uh, I think I think there's a lot of systemic issues in the way um, various schools are run that um, that aren't aren't necessarily the teacher's fault. Often teachers have the best intentions, um, but it's just, it's challenging to be a teacher. But I think that um, overall, just our education system can be doing better. Cause I think it used, to, I think it used to do better and I think it should be doing better. Uh, and, and we just, we need to have, without trying to tear anyone down, we need to have a real conversation about um, what that looks like. And and that's the the main job of the journalism side of things. Like what, what I'm doing with the sharpener is not to tell you, oh, here's how you need to be running your classroom or something like that. But it is to just report on, okay, how, like, what are teachers and schools actually doing? Yeah, right? what are just, you just doing? So, just so the parents actually know. And then, okay, what what are the effects we see, right? Like, like what, how, how are schools performing right now? I know some people don't like that language, but just mm-hmm. let, like... Um, just th- things like that. Just, just, just so people know what the relevant facts even are, so we can have that conversation. Uh, yeah, so. you know, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily coming at them like um, what the sharpener would do in schools, like in, in in Sharpstown area. Isn't hey, this is how you need to teach your kids how to write essays. It's like no, um, tell us why you teach your students to write essays the way that you do. Tell everyone. You know, mm. and let us see that, right? People don't, people aren't, it's it's just the idea that people aren't keeping an eye on what's going on. And honestly, all you really need is an eye watching you and, and suddenly you'll start re-questioning your, your, your lines of action. If someone knew that someone was going to come and ask them why they haven't taught their students how to title a, a work or how to indent their paragraphs. They would just do those things. And it wouldn't be the sharpener telling them that they ought to. It would just be that essence of we're watching you. You know, we're looking at you. Right. <laughs> and and a lot of people don't think that there's um, a public 
view of them, you know? Mm. I think that's what's going on. It's weird that that's what's going on with public education, that they don't, there's not really a public display of what's going on within it. Mm. Um, I think the the only reason why we've kind of had a focus on um, public school and public education is because of the recent, like, inter integration of sexual education and things like that. That's what's gotten people a bit hype mm. about looking into what the public schools are teaching. But we're more concerned with getting that out. And we're not concerned with like, what's what's in there? What are they learning? We're kind of just like, oh, we don't want them learning about <laughs> those weird sexual things. But it's like, we need to keep an eye and make sure that they're learning the like learning good things, you know? Yeah, it, it is important. Yeah, just I think I think parents, uh, parents should just know, right? You should but just what, know. What, what are yeah. my kids learning? How are they being taught? Um, and it, and if it's good, then, then awesome. Like then they can find out, Hey, my, my kid's being taught great. Right. Yeah. And if, and if it's, if there's some issues that that's like, like the pe- people just see when, when, when they see, okay, what, what is actually being taught? If they, if they think there are issues with how it's being done, they can, they can have that conversation and mm-hmm. hopefully, hash things out in a productive way um so so yeah i think that's important there's also all kinds of other stuff uh, that matters locally i mean what learning I, I'm, I'm working on a couple stories about new businesses that are going to be opening in the area soon because i think people want to know that right yeah but what's what's opening around here or um stuff about homelessness because i think it's, it's something that's pretty visible uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of areas of Houston, like if you don't live in one of the sheltered suburbs or something like that, yeah. you, you see a lot of homeless people around and it's, it's something that it's, it's a, all, that's also a conversation. And I, th- I think, um, a lot of people just don't, uh, d- don't know enough about, um, okay, what, well, what is it actually like to be homeless? What are the challenges they face and what, what things, what organizations are out there that help and how do they help and stuff like that. Mm. I think that's valuable to know all kinds of stuff, right? There's lo- local journalism, uh, has a pretty, there's, there's a lot of stuff you can talk about cause you're focused on place. You're not necessarily focused on topic. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Focusing on the place. And like I said before, focusing on that place um we're, we're still on the same planet right so even if you're not necessarily in that place learning about those things can really benefit you in your engagement with that subject matter you know in dealing with homelessness you it will it will help you wherever you're at but especially help you if you're a sharpstonian you know? right yeah, yeah. right so yeah if you if you've been listening and wondering man these guys are really informal like does does this guy write like that yeah. <laughs> um no I, this this the podcast today is mu- just more, it's an intro and it's not, uh, th- this isn't me giving you a, a piece of journalism, right? This is me telling you why you should care about journalism, right? So, yeah. uh, so there's de- definitely, if you're read, read the sharpener for yourself. And so I, I'm, I try to be pretty rigorous with it. Every once in a while, I'll write an article that's a little bit more informal, but, mm. um, to, the, the sharpener is you can find the website at thesharpener.org and it's all free because uh, I hate paywalls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you. Do you hate paywalls? Oh yeah, I hate paywalls. I hate well, paywalls. Well, what happens when you like click on a paywall, an article, and then you find there's a paywall? I usually just read what I can 
And then I guess whatever the rest is. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's me too. If I see something's a paywall, I'm usually not going to read it because I can't subscribe to a bajillion different places yeah, uh, and yeah, like, like exactly. pay for it. Um, so I hate paywalls. So right now the, the news is it's free. I want to keep it free. You can subscribe for free to get uh, an email newsletter every week. Normally comes out on Fridays and it'll just be... Uh, the latest articles The Sharpener has written, any other things I've been reading from the Houston Wide Media that I think is relevant to Sharpstown that's worth looking at. Mm. Uh, but usually we've been cranking out two to four articles a week or so, something like that. And I, and I say we because I do have some, n normally some students from HCU have been interning for me. I think I've got uh, one one or two more who are going to be interning for me. Uh, this coming semester. And then there's also um, some members of my local church who've been involved in helping in different ways. So we do we do have a little team. We're hoping to grow the team in the future. But um, yeah, ch check it out. TheSharpener.org. Subscribe for free. Get get our newsletter. And, and I don't know, did you have any closing thoughts or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I think The Sharpener is awesome. I think anyone who goes there would benefit from learning about what's going on in Sharpstown, even if you're not from there, but if you're from there, to a great extent, you probably would um, benefit. And I really hope that uh, the Sharpener podcast or a Sharpener show or whatever this thing is going to be is is something that becomes a consistent thing. Because while it might be a little less formal, it might be a bit more um, communal. It might be a bit more... Yeah, yeah. Um, familial to the to the to the listener to hear it to hear the news brought to you in this way and obviously it won't be as informal as this podcast <laughs> has been but it'll be a little less less formal than reading an article you know yeah 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 so so we'll we'll, we'll experiment with different things with the podcast um we might do just like like uh, yeah, a conversation about the news that's a little more informal i might just like read some articles to you or something mm. like that um if yeah let 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 me know what you're interested and in. i want to know the best way to get news out uh to the people of sharpstown and um oh yeah f quick fun fact um do you know what the population of sharpstown is you said you said seven Seven something million for all of Houston. Yeah, for the whole metro I mean, area. Guess Sharpstown is nine hundred thousand. Okay, that would be that would be pretty high. That'd oh, that's high. high. Oh, okay, that 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 would be that would be a lot to cover right there. I'm but I'm not. You're good. You're I'm good. Sorry, I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> I don't like math. <laughs> so so there's there's eighty eight super neighborhoods in Houston, but Sharpstown is one of the biggest. So oh, okay. oh um, I forgot about the number eighty eight. I should have divided seven <laughs> seven million by eighty eight. There you go. Practicing your math. I know how much you love math. Oh but... <laughs> gosh, don't let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, seventy nine thousand. Okay. So, oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, so it's yeah. definitely a lot more manageable to cover than seven point three million people. But at the same time, that's still pretty sizable. Yeah. Uh, like if you transplanted just the super neighborhood of Sharpstown into North Dakota, where I grew up, it would be the second biggest city in the entire state, <laughs> um, and it would totally have its own news organization and until now uh sharpstown hasn't really had its own dedicated news organization so that's uh that's what the sharpener is here to do mm. 
I'm looking forward to more of it, man. Yeah, yeah, we got to do this more often. So that thanks for being the host today, I guess. Hey, it's been great. It's been fun. Uh, if I want to say anybody to say anything to the listener, I'd say uh, uh, stay sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one, nice you know, one. We try. Well, hey, this is uh, Tyus Corsmo signing off. Hope y'all have a great week. Mm-hmm.